Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. I'm your host, Scott McIntosh, and my co-host here, Becky. Hello, everyone. Today, we have an amazing personal friend of ours. Sydney Jakes is a professional engineer, a gold medalist, a serial entrepreneur, and the queen of chocolate chip cookies. She is also the queen of sharing her homemade chocolate chip cookies, and perhaps we will pry until she gives up her secret recipe. Oh, yeah. That's what we're all about is getting people to give up their secrets on our show. Sydney has uh, found and built multi-million dollar engineer firm called Jake's and Associates. In addition to serving as the CEO of Jake's and Associates, she has also founded two nonprofits. She's a member of the National Speakers Association and currently sits on the National Advisory Board for the School of Engineers at Brigham Young University. So today she is going to share her secrets with us, her secrets to success. Welcome, Sydney. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Good. Thank you. It's so good to have you. We, we see you uh, monthly at our meetings, and we've become friends, and you're an amazing person, so we're excited to share you with the rest of our friends. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and I know your beginning, like where you were born and raised, is the same place I was born and raised, so let's tell yes, the, share I, with the audience where that was. I was raised on a farm in Montana, so I grew up on a farm. I tell people I had the best parents in the world, hands down, and I learned how to work. And when I was in high school, I took an aptitude test. My counselor said, you're really good at math. You should be an engineer. And I can remember sitting at the kitchen table with my dad saying, what's an engineer? And he said, well, there's chemical, electrical, mechanical, but growing up on a farm, you're really good with dirt and water. You should probably go into civil engineering. So I said, okay, and that's what I did. That's, that's wonderful because uh, you missed one engineer. My grandfather was an engineer. He was for Union Pacific. Oh. So, yeah. so you, don't drive, you don't drive trains. I don't drive trains, no. Nope. But when your father said, or when they told you, hey, you're good at math, you ought to be an engineer, did you say, well, I've got more personality than that? Or what did you say? My dad and my grandpa both told me that, so I thought it sounded like a good path. And it has been a great path for me because, like you say, um, I have a lot of personality. And so a lot of times people know me as the cookie lady or the engineer with the personality. And so it served me well. The tagline of my company is actually the people side of engineering and construction. Uh, because after working a few years as an engineer, I realized that most engineers weren't that good with the communication and the people stuff. And so that's what my business focuses on. And it's been a great niche for us. It's been awesome. Well, what are some of the things that you've learned through your business? Thank you for asking that. Um, there's two things that, that I really like to share uh, with audiences now when I speak. And the one is what I call the principle of the upper arrow. And you mentioned at the beginning my cookies. And, um, and that came about because when I was starting my business, I knew that I had to have quality product and service, that I wouldn't survive without that. And once I figured out what that was, then I thought, 
you know, the, the question that really kept me awake at night was, what am I going to be do to be different from all the other firms out there? And I started to think, how many engineers do you know that would get up early every morning and bake chocolate chip cookies for every meeting and every client? And I couldn't think of any. And I thought, that's it. That's what I'll do differently. And so by making chocolate chip cookies, this is the principle that I call the upper arrow. It's something that set me apart. And, and it went beyond just having a good quality and product and service uh, as an engineer, but it was something that set me apart. People remembered me. People liked coming to my meetings because they were a little happier, a little more positive. They knew that, you know, they'd have something good to eat every time. And uh, so one of the things I like to teach companies and, and even individuals is that we all have to be looking at what's our upper arrow, what distinguishes us and really sets us apart so that people remember us, so that we can take our customers from just being satisfied to, to really being extremely satisfied and being loyal. Because in this world, a quality product and service just isn't enough anymore. You really have to have something that differentiates you and sets you apart. Yeah, I, I just want to <clears throat> retouch on this a little bit because I don't know if our listeners actually picked up on this. You are an engineer <laughs> who goes to work every day in an engineer firm, and you take plates of cookies to meetings. I love that. <laughs> I mean, we already teased engineers a little bit mm -hmm. about their personalities, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. But I want to ask you this. Have you ever had a, a certain instance or a certain meeting that was just not going well? And, and it just came to life because of the cookies. Uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of the meetings that we do. We work on a lot of construction projects, and we do a lot of services where we are communicating with the public about construction projects. And sometimes it's uh, intense and people are unhappy. And so the cookies are just a way that it just kind of breaks the ice, makes everybody a little happier. Uh, actually, the, the name of the book that I published is called serving engineers some love, one chocolate chip cookie at a time. Uh, because really, to me, that's, that's my way that I, that I kind of break through to their hearts and, and just make everybody a little happier and, and how, just make life more fun. How, how do they complain? Yeah, I mean, they're sitting there in a meeting. They've got the project manager. They've got the architect. They've got the engineer. And then they've got the guy that, who actually needs to build it, you know, and, uh, you know, the foreman of the job or whatever. And they're all looking at this and trying to see how all this is going to come together and how we can make it work. What works on paper doesn't always work. And they're trying to put it all together, and there's tension, and they're looking at each other, and they're not happy. And then all of a sudden, here comes this girl with the cookies. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, have you had a cookie yet today? Uh, I, I love this. I, I just think it, it just brings it to a whole new level. Nobody's going to argue with that. Well, and, and as Becky mentioned, we can bring it home, too. I always like to teach that. Um, one of my upper arrows that I started implementing a couple years ago at home was I noticed that I was on my phone a lot. And as I drive, I'm always on my phone. I, I do get to office from home. I love that. That's one of the things I love about having my own company. But I would pull up to the driveway and I'd walk in the house and I'd be on the phone and I'd be shh to my kids. And I, you know, one day I realized, I just realized they are the most important thing in the world. And so now my upper arrow with my kids is I finish my conversation while I'm in the car, I turn off my phone, I put it in the purse, and I use the door frame of my house as a trigger. And when I walk through that door frame, my goal is to be 100% present with the people on the other side of the door. And I just think there's really not a better upper arrow that we can we can give to our relationships and to really be present because it's a lost art. We're so distracted. It, it's something that being 100% present is something I think that we can all really try to work on. 
And me being a big archer, I love the outdoors and archery, archery right? I love that this, uh, you say the upper arrow. Where, where did you get that? I just made it up. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a model that goes with it. Of course, I have to graph it out because I'm an engineer. So the arrow just shows how you go from just being satisfied to, um, to having your customers be loyal. I want to ask you about something that, that Scott mentioned in your introduction, okay. that you are a gold medalist. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We, we don't want to let that slip and by. And that just, that just happened this year, right? <laughs> yes. I am a gold medalist in the Senior Olympics. Um, I played in the basketball uh, competition. I actually won a gold medal uh, in the, what they call the hot shot contest. So you have different spots on the floor where you shoot and they were worth different amount of points and you're timed. And so in my age group, I won the gold medal in the hot shot contest and the silver medal in the free throw contest. So it's a lot of fun. I love to still play basketball, even though I'm an old lady. It's awesome. Wow. I can't believe they let 35 year olds in the senior <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you, did you play basketball in, in high school and college? I I played in high school, and then when I got to college, I wanted to try to walk on, and I realized I could either study engineering or I could play basketball, but I wasn't good enough at either one to do both of them, so so I just went with that. Can I share one other thing that I've learned um, in my business? Absolutely. Right? Uh, the other thing that I really learned that I like to share with people is I think that everything that we do, especially when we're communicating, is that we're trying to influence other people. And so I've just come up with some simple steps um, that, I, that I just love to share because I think everybody can take it home. And uh, the same principles apply if you're trying to influence your teenager to clean up their room or if you're trying to influence a you know, a big company. But uh, basically the first thing is that you have to be really clear on your message. And I know in some of the podcasts I've listened to, people have talked about having a word for the year. Well, my year, this my word this year is clarity because I really, really want to focus on being more clear. Um, anyway, the first step is you, ha- you have to have clear who your message is. And then the second is who is your audience. But after you do that, then you have to um, really teach people how to think. And so with my teenage I have to teach him that this is a good way, you know, cleaning your room, the benefits of having a clean room and why you would want to do that. Um, You have to teach him how to think and then give him a specific challenge. So instead of just saying, well, clean your room, how about every morning before you go to school, if you'd like to have your phone, you need to have your bed made, your clothes picked up and be very specific about it. And then the last thing is that you have to model the way. And so the teenager example is real simple, um, but just my example of being 100% present. I like to share that with people because it's something specific. It's really clear. And, and I like to give you the challenge to be 100% present. So I just, I just love that model because I think everything we do in life as we're trying to, you know, have an influence on people, it always breaks down to, is our message clear? Am I giving them a challenge? And am I modeling the way? And I love the work that you guys do because that's exactly what you do, is that you influence and you, you model the way for us. Well, thank you. That's probably giving us too much credit. But uh, I was loving what you're saying there, the, the 100%, uh, well, your clarity is being your word. And then 100%, what did you say? Uh, present. present. 100% present. 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 That's the word I was looking for. So when you said you walk in your door of your home and you're 100% present with your family, it's that's so difficult in today's world. Those phones just control us. How do you teach that to your children to be 100% present when they're in school, 100% present when they're in the home, 100% present when they're at practice. Uh, how, do you, how do you implement that? 
Yeah. Well, a lot of it really, it comes back to, you know, this model of influencing is, is we're very clear about it. And and my kids, obviously I, I put my phone away when I walk in the door, but it doesn't stay in my purse all night. There's, you know, things that have to be done. And so, but, but in our house, we're very, uh, very open about if my kids are starting to have a conversation, if I look down at my phone, they will say to me a hundred percent present mom, you know, and they'll just, they'll totally call me out on it. So that's, they, they know the model. They do. They know. Yeah. And that, and that's what they expect me to be. And that's Is it written what, somewhere. No. You don't have it up on the wall. It's not on the fridge. No. Okay. No, we don't. Okay, that's fair enough. So tell us a little bit about your family. We we want to know more about Sydney Jakes. Yeah, okay. So I have we have four children. I have a very, very patient husband, lucky for me. Um, but we have four children. Two have already graduated from college and then two are in high school. And my happiest times I, I do a session called Engineering Happiness and uh, I talk about how we need to identify our happy times. My happy times are when I have all of my family together, just like I know you guys, uh, that's that's what brings me happiness. And so just yeah, love it. I love that. You're a very positive person. Does that come naturally to you? Has that always come naturally to you? Is it something that you that you've learned to choose? Uh, it's a combination. Uh, I do remember being a small child on the farm in Montana, getting up in the morning and having my mom say to me, "You know, you have a choice today, Sid. You can choose to be happy." Or you can choose to be unhappy. I just think life is better if we all just choose to be happy. So, like I said, I was raised by the best parents in the world. So I was taught that at an early age. But another one of my favorite stories is I was listening to the radio and they were interviewing a man that was turning 103 years old. And they said to him, what's your secret to life? What? How did you live such a long, healthy life? And, and he said, you know, my secret I learned a long time ago it has nothing to do with my vitamins, my water, my food. He said, the secret to life is every day I get up and I look out the window and I say, oh, this is just the kind of day I was hoping for. And he said, because I learned a long time ago on the outside, sometimes it's rain, sometimes it's snow, sometimes it is sunshine, but I can't control any of that. The only thing I control is what's on the inside. And so I've just kept that with me forever. And I do. I get up and I look out the window at Mount Tipanogas every morning and I just say, ah, this is just the kind of day I was hoping for. I love that. The power of of choice and and choosing happy. I substitute teach school and um, had a sick teacher this morning that called and asked me to, to come and he told me what the outline of the lesson was and and choosing a, choosing to be happy was part of that lesson. And so we talked about this this morning with the with the students and and how so much of it is is a choice in your attitude. And it's the one thing that no one can take from you. Absolutely, that you are in control of how you react, either in a positive way or harshly or yeah. angry or you know ho- however you're you want to respond. But you're in control of that. So right. I, I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I love to say, you, but you make me mad. So that's not true. <laughs> That's, that's not true. It, it might be true, but how you respond to that is your choice. That's right. So you can't make me mad. No. I am mad on my own. So. There you go. You made you mad, Scott. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You say you have two graduated and two that are still in high school. Are they kind of a far further apart? It's like the two different separates? Or? Yeah, well, I say the first two were 18 months apart. After that, I had to take a deep breath and get my bearings before I could have two more. Right. So. right. So, but it's been great. Okay, but did that the thing that's nice about that is the the last child always seems so spoiled, <laughs> and it's not because they're spoiled; it's because the parents learned a better way. 
so do you find worn out maybe? Yeah. Worn out, yeah. So do, do your kids go through that? Did, did you do things differently with your older kids that you're doing differently now that are working better for the younger ones? Or do you feel that you've been pretty consistent all the way through? I, th- I think looking back, you know, it's kind of like the being a hundred percent present thing. Life just goes by so fast. And, and one of the things that we've tried with our younger kids is to just be more conscious about spending time with them. Uh, I keep telling my husband, how are we going to ever influence them? Like the number one part of the influence model is you have to know who you want to influence and spend time with them. And so in this day and age, when they're all playing sports and they have extracurricular activities, you just have to, you know, make time to go out to eat and to teach them how to work, to do work projects at home. And so I think that's probably, you know, the biggest thing is just realizing it just goes by so fast and and just trying really hard to spend as much time with them as possible so we can have that influence on them. And that's not always easy. You're running a business and you've, your husband, what does he do? He works in the business also. We do it together. Is he an engineer? He's not. He's not. So you run the business together and you are on the board of engineers at Brigham Young University. So you're you're spread pretty thin. Yeah. Plus you're speaking. Um, Two nonprofits. Yeah, and and trying to be there for the kids. So <laughs> do your kids do sports or things like that? Uh, yep, they both play tennis. My younger one does 4-H. She's very involved in 4-H, and I do I spend a lot of time with her on 4-H things. And so, but one of the things I love about having my own business is our kids work for us, and so they they've learned how to work. And you it's, know, it's those dang child labor laws, though. How do you work around those? <laughs> Ah, we put him to work anyway. (laughs) And when it comes to technology, they're better than I am. So when I have technology problems, I just wait till they get home from school and they help me. It's been great. Because I I owned my own construction, concrete construction company for 30 years. But I couldn't get my kids to show up to work ever. (laughs) You know, they were just like, no, Dad, this isn't what I want to do. I don't want to do this kind of work. Right. Well, this will make you tough. I don't want to be tough. I want to be smart. I want to sit behind a desk and I want to have a good job, you know, so. That's great that you're getting your kids to come do it. Yep, it's good. You know, I pulled up your website for your company, and it says we are efficient, optimistic, responsible, punctual, honest, and balanced in life. Everyone should have that taped up on their mirror. What great points to focus on. Thank you. One of my favorite parts about owning my own business is just I love leadership, and that's what I that's what I speak on the most. And and so I think having the company vision, mission, and values is so important. And and so at every staff meeting that we have, we repeat these. And it's kind of funny we take we we rotate around, and sometimes we just say them together out loud. And whoever's in charge of staff meeting that day, they decide. Sometimes they make a little game out of it. Sometimes it's fill in the blank. But but we actually all have them memorized and um, people in the company they they know what they are and and I think it makes a lot of difference to the success of our company actually that we've internalized you know our values of who who really who we really are and what we want to be and I love hearing you say it's not just up on your website but you actually repeat at it at every meeting we do that's cool because I was looking at this and the things we've discussed today we've talked about how to be efficient uh we've talked about the optimism we've uh, talked about being responsible we've talked about the balance in life the punctual is the one that's uh that's standing out to me right now so because i'm the queen of they're a little bit late yeah you know there's there's an old amish saying that the hurrier i go the behinder i get (laughs) that that's me uh, well, honestly, I, I teach I teach my staff that 
sometimes the most important conversations that happen happen before the meeting begins. And so I expect everyone on my staff to really be at every meeting five to 10 minutes early so that you have a chance to connect. The, the people in those meetings, those are our clients. And the more that you can connect with them, ask them how their weekend is, ask them how their kids are doing, um, make those connections. And oftentimes, like I say, some, sometimes the most important information that you share happens outside of the official meeting. And so I think it is important. And, and we, and we laugh, you know, there's, there's some consultants that we work with on projects and you meet every week and you just know they're going to be late every single week. And, and I plead with my people, please don't ever let that be us. I don't want that reputation. I want to be there early. I want the cookies on the table before people show up so that they just, they know we're there and we're competent. I I like that. Take me back to Montana for just a minute. How has horse sense helped you in this business? Do you have any quotes that you learned from dad or any of those types of things that you're using and everybody's laughing at you because you throw out these just crazy sayings that that you learned on the ranch? Well, I grew up on a dairy farm. So one of the things my dad taught us is that horses are negative cash flow. So he would never (laughs) let us have a horse. That's funny. So much for horse sense. One of my favorite stories is we go back to Montana every summer. And one summer, my only son, he was about five and we were driving and I was driving the minivan. And so he said to my husband, he said, you know, usually you are the driver of the car, but whenever we come to Montana, then mom's the driver. How come? And so my husband said, well, she grew up on the farm and she knows all these roads and, you know, grandma and grandpa were her mom and dad. So she, this is what she knows. And so it was that moment that every kid has at some point where he's like, wait, grandma and grandpa were her mom and dad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he got quiet for a minute, and then he said, man, that's not fair. She got way better parents than we did. (laughs) So so I I like to share that with audiences because there's a few things in life that we don't get to choose. Who our parents are is one of them. But 98% of life, we get to choose. So you might as well choose to make it great. What a great, great comment to end on. Are there any other pointer tips that you would like to share as we round up to 22 minutes no just thank you so much for having me i sure appreciate you guys thank you for sharing this time with us and uh, hope your smile came through to our listeners i'm sure it did thanks for listening to life in 22 minutes if you liked what you heard tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on itunes and leave a review your review will help us to broaden our audience Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.